I'm Jeff Smith, and welcome to the Secrets of Success. Throughout my life, I've been fascinated by one single question, and it's how do successful people become successful? What is it that makes that big difference in our lives? Over the last 40 years, I've interviewed rich people, famous people, and many millionaires to find out their secrets of success and to share them here with you. Of course, success is not always measured in money. And in these programs, I'm looking at many different success stories from people in all walks of life. I want to find out what makes them tick, how they overcame adversity to keep on going when times got tough, and I want to extract those magical nuggets of wisdom so that you too can implement the secrets of success into your own life. I'm often asked about writing a book and publishing a book. And in today's episode, I'm talking with Michael Delon, who is a book publishing expert. Michael is a number one Amazon best-selling author of a book called on marketing the definitive guide for small business owners as the president of paperback expert he helps business owners publish a book that positions them as the experts in their field find their clarity in their brand strategy and he helps them to become best-selling authors wow this is going to be an interview of questioning yourself defining your purpose and marketing your way for greater success. So let's bring in the man himself. Welcome to the show, Michael Delon. Hey, Jeff. Thank you. Man, it's it's going to be so much fun to be with you. Thanks for having me here. It's going to be a great conversation. Oh, absolutely. You're looking wonderful. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you. It's a great day. I'm loving life. I'm, I'm as I usually say to people, I'm unbelievable. And <laughs> <laughs> I just, I love that phrase because it, it lets you take it wherever it wants, but I've started my day well. It's a beautiful day. The sun's shining and I love being here. I'm grateful to be with you, Jeff. Oh, wonderful. You know, normally when people ask me how I am, I say, I'm fantastic. I couldn't be better if I were twins. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I love it. Well, Michael, I can't wait to find out about the books you've written and to find out your secrets of success and what it takes to be a number one bestseller. But before we do that, I want to find out more about you. I want to take you back to your early life. So here are my questions for you. Where were you born? What was life like for you as a child growing up? And what were your dreams and aspirations? Wow, those are great questions. So I was born in Kokomo, Indiana. So that's in central uh, United States. My uh, dad was a fireman. My mom was a a cashier at a grocery store, had uh, two, uh, a brother and a sister who were older than me. So I'm the baby. I was the, I I tell my mom, I was the best surprise she ever got. (laughs) 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 And uh, as you can know, I mean, we just, we, 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 I I believe that I think she does too. My siblings don't like that. Um, But we grew up in a, in a basic family, right? Went to church every Sunday and grew up in that faith. But um, aspirations, I really didn't start getting aspirations until late high school. And that's when I started thinking about success and started reading the books and getting a vision, making some friends with a local attorney who started pouring into me. And uh, I never did great in high school. And I went to college like three different times because I would flunk out or do something else. First career was first college was to be an electrical engineer because that was the wave of the future. It wasn't my wave. (laughs) Buried me. (laughs) So Shocking. Yeah. Left left that and uh, went to be an auto mechanic. And so I was an auto mechanic for a few years. And at the age of 21, I'd go home with a sore back and sore knees from leaning over fenders of cars trying to fix them. I thought, yeah, I don't want to do this. And I remember the day I was standing in a bookstore, Jeff, And I looked down and saw this book with a red cover, and it's called How to Master the Art of Selling by Mm -hmm. Tom Hopkins. And I remember reaching out and picking that up and thought, hmm. And so I bought the book. That book changed my life. How old were you then? From there, I was 20. Okay. I was 20. Read the book, decided to get into real estate. So I left the auto mechanic world, became a realtor. 
and on and that was in 87 ish 1987 and on June 29th 1987 my dad was killed in a motorcycle accident Uh-oh. another pivotal moment in my life right I went home that day and there was a note on the table from my dad to me Mike I'm up to the lake to see my mom hit my grandma um, my mom was working until 10 o'clock see you later dad that note is the only thing I have left from my dad and it hangs in my closet today and I believe, Jeff, that that note and the impact of those words has caused me to write letters to my family on their birthdays, anniversaries, and things. And it was the seed that helps me communicate through words to write my books and to help my clients write their books because words have enduring power and legacy in them. I think that's where it all started for me. So I don't know if I've answered your questions, but that's kind of the <laughs> background of where I've started. I think you've more than answered my questions. So um, as we said before the show, um, I lost a dear friend of mine today, and you just never know what's around the corner, do you? You just never know. So, really so what was it that drew you into the direction then from – <clears throat> moving away from um, what you're doing, you picked up this book, you went into real estate, but then you've gone into writing and publishing books, which is a huge leap. So why yeah. did you do that above all else? Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you that whole story as well. So that this is continuation, right? So that was 87 when my dad, dad died. I'm a follower of Christ. I met my wife in about 88, married in 90. First five years of our marriage are like this. Yeah. She and I are complete opposites, Jeff. And even though she and I both grew up in church, nobody ever taught us how to be married. So that's why we struggled so much. After five years, we went to a marriage conference through a ministry called Family Life. And over a weekend conference, they revealed God's blueprints to us for marriage. I didn't know he had blueprints. So we came home and, and we started following God's blueprints. Our marriage got better. We started having kids. I was in Christian radio at the time. I was selling Christian radio. I realized after two years of selling Christian radio, Jeff, nobody wants to buy Christian radio. They want to sell their products and services. So I had a decision to make. I had to become really good at selling or really good at marketing. So I chose marketing. And so I bought the books. I followed the gurus. I went to the seminars. How do you marketing for small business owners? Because it's different than you know Google and Apple and everybody. And so I learned how to do that. My business started growing because my clients' businesses would grow. So fast forward to 2000, nine and a half years in Christian radio. I left the radio station, went to a startup.com. Do you remember when Amazon was just getting started years I ago? I do indeed. Yeah. So I was selling websites and banner ads to companies in, in, in the city I lived in. They didn't even know what the internet was, really. So we were trying to change it. Well, that company, Jeff, was ahead of its time, <clears throat> which means it went bankrupt. And so after, <laughs> after two years, I'm standing in my, in my living room looking up at the ceiling going, God, what, what? that's not the plan. What am I supposed to do? And God spoke to my heart. He says, Michael, I want you to ministry to families, and I want you at family life, that ministry that changed our life. So we raised support for two years as missionaries, moved from Indiana down to Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where the ministry was headquartered. Got into the radio department, thought I was in Nirvana, thought, why would I ever leave? This is amazing. Get to help people build marriages. Climbed the corporate ladder. Six years later, I'm on the leadership team of that ministry. And then they start going through corporate reorganizations. And after the third reorganization, the chart was pulled out and my name was no longer on the leadership team. And so they started shuffling me around the ministry to do other things. And that, Jeff, was the beginning of a two-year, what I call a prison term, yeah. Because I was in a job that I hated at a ministry that I love. So after two years, I had enough. I, I talked to my wife. I prayed. I said, God, I got to get out of this place. And he says, what do you want to do? I want to go help small business owners with marketing because they struggle with it. They hate it. And I love it. And God said, go. So January 1st of 2013, I escaped from prison. I left the ministry and started a marketing consulting firm in Little Rock. I'd call you, Jeff. I'd say, I think I can help you grow your business. We'd have a meeting. In that meeting, you say, now, Michael, what have you done in the last few years? Who have you helped? And I'd say, well, I've helped build marriages and families at family life. And you'd say, Michael, that's honorable. Way to go. Oh, look at the time. I've got another <laughs> meeting coming up. Let's reschedule and talk again. I wasn't getting clients, Jeff. And so I knew I had to fix that. So I went to my church, second floor. I remember where I was. I was pacing the hallway saying, God, how do I help Jeff and others? I know I can. 
And he spoke to my heart. He says, why don't you take all of your marketing strategies and put them in a book? So I did. I wrote my first book on marketing. And then I would call you and I say, Jeff, I can help you. I'd mail a copy of my book to you. I'd walk in your office a week later and there it was. My book was on your desk. It was dog-eared, highlighted, underlined. Jeff, you'd read my book. And in that meeting, you'd say, Michael, in your book, you said, how do you help me do that? And you'd hire me. I started gaining clients. And I thought, well, this is really good. Why don't more business owners do that? Because, Jeff, the only thing that changed between the first meeting I had with you and that second meeting was the fact that I had become a published author. And I immediately was an expert in your mind when you received a copy of my book. That changed my business and my life. And that was the seed that got planted that today is Paperback Expert, where we help business owners and experts create their book without writing a word to transform their business by becoming the expert in the eyes of their audience. So that's what that's how I got here. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to rewind quite a lot on that conversation. Oh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> so the first There's thing, there. okay, you started off by saying, I had to decide whether I go into sales or I go into marketing. Yes. So what's the difference between the two? Yeah, so selling. So I picked up that book from Tommy Hopkins, How to Master the Art of Selling. It had a lot of techniques of how to convince you and overcome objections, right? And he had all these formulas that I would memorize. and, and re Well, that's selling. That's, that's when I have you face-to-face. -face. Marketing happens way before that. And the, the two are really tied together. Marketing is about how do I influence how you think of me, right? I think a lot of business owners today are what I call coffee beans. So if you pour coffee beans on your table, Jeff, they look the same and they smell the same. In business and marketing, if you look like and sound like all of your competitors, you are not giving me a reason to choose you, to bond with you, to connect with you. When you do marketing properly, you don't have to be a great salesperson, okay? I, my closing question, Jeff, on, on sales calls that I do, which are really conversations, we get to the end of it, and I say, Jeff, what would you like to do? Because by then, if I've done my job well, you are fully educated, you've bonded with me, you, love, you know, like, and trust me, and we both know that the next step is to get started. It, it takes selling tactically out of the out of the picture even though i'm always selling i just do it under the umbrella of marketing and building relationships okay in my experience i know some superb salespeople. Mm -hmm. they're terrible at marketing yes i know some really good marketeers and guess what they're terrible at selling. selling. So, right. so having gone through this process myself to, to which you've just spoken about, there's lots of people that uh, come on to me and they say, Jeff, I want to write a book. Can you help me? Now, as you know, Michael, writing a book, uh, there's many reasons why. And yes. some people will want to write a book just because they want to write one. They don't want to publish it. They just want to do the journey of writing. Um, great. Knock yourself yeah. out. It's wonderful. Okay. It, cathartic. Another one might be, I want to write a book because I want to be an author. I want credibility. I want to be a number one bestseller. Now, right. the way they approach the book and start writing in those two different scenarios are completely different altogether. Absolutely. And then there's the third one, which is a book without doubt is the best business card you can possibly have. Because you hit the nail on the head. You said, I went into a prospect's office. There's my book on their desk. And in their mind, they perceive me as an expert. So there's three kinds of books for me. So my question for you then, Michael, a successful book is, as you said, all about successful marketing. Yes. So when, when I say successful book, it's in the, the context of the second two examples I've given you. So in order to be a number one bestseller, you have to have great marketing. It's yeah. very rarely about the book itself. That's right. In order to be successful to promote you, you also have to have 
successful marketing on that book. So here's my question for you after this very long explanation. (laughs) (laughs) What is the process that you go through when you are preparing a book for this third criterion that I mentioned? So we, Mm -hmm. we actually want a book that's going to be a centerpiece of the marketing for a company? What's the process you go through? Yeah, great question. The first thing we do, Jeff, is we go through a um, signature message process to discover the unique story of that client, okay? Because every, every business owner has a story to tell. Unfortunately, they, they're not telling it because they, they can't connect the dots between their story and what they do. So real fast, case in point, I had a financial advisor in outside of Chicago, Illinois. She came to us. She was a coffee bean. I mean, financial advisors, there are like 10,000 of them in her market, right? She was just like everybody else, and she dealt with retirement savings and all that. And, and I said, Ross, let's, let's walk through this process. I asked her the questions. She told me her, her background, her childhood was that replete with gambling, her parents would fly to Vegas, win hundreds of thousands of dollars, and fly back home. Life was awesome. About a month later, they'd fly to Vegas. They'd lose hundreds of thousands of dollars, come back. Life was terrible. That was her childhood, Jeff. Wow. After she graduated, got out of the house, went to college, she lost her money in the stock market two different times. And she said, time out. This is wrong. I've got to figure out how to fix this. She learned how to do what she calls safe money investing for retirement purposes, where you don't lose any money, right? And that's what she focuses on, on helping people do that. I said, Ross, time out. Have you ever told anybody that story? She's like, well, no. So we we discovered that by asking her a question, and we branded her. Here's her book, okay? Don't gamble with your retirement, right? No risk strategies for a secure future. Why is that so important? Because now she has a unique, distinct message that separates her from everybody else. And she is speaking right to the heartfelt needs of her prospects because they they can't lose their money. They can't afford to. They don't need to be gambling with their retirement. So she now has a very emotional way that's true to her. What I have found, Jeff, is every business owner has that. What we do first is discover that unique signature message, and then that becomes the theme of their book, the brand, and many times it's the brand of their whole business. We rebrand their business around that one message because that marketing message is going to make selling a lot easier. Okay. That's the first place we start. Yeah, okay. So if someone wanted to do it by themselves Mm -hmm. and they want to think about planning their book, their Mm -hmm. story – what advice can you give them when they sit down? There's a blank piece of paper. What kind of things and what kind of processes do they need to go through? Yeah, before you ever get to there, find a good friend and take them out for coffee or tea. Take a, a recorder, your phone or computer, whatever, hit record, and have your friend ask you questions about your childhood. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? What hobbies? What sports? Where'd you go to college? Why do you live where you live? Why do you do what you do? And what you're going to find through all of those questions, Jeff, is a theme starts popping out. Okay. Roz's theme of gambling popped out pretty quickly. She lost money. Uh, So too many times you're too close to your story to see it, but your friends can see it. Go out with a friend, record it all. And then when you come back to your blank piece of paper, you have an idea of the theme of your book and then build an outline first. Don't start writing. Build an outline. What, What are the... 10 or 12 things you want to talk about. Those become chapter titles. Then underneath each chapter, bullet point, a few stories, a few key concepts that you want to cover in that, right? Here, here's Jeff. I'm a book publisher, right? For small yeah. business. I will tell you, I tell everybody else, never write a book. And what I'm, I mean right, by that. Right. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to have a long pause there, right? Okay. Because he said, Jeff, I'm a book publisher. And I tell people, tell me again. Never write a book. Listen to that silence. Never write a book. Okay, now that's sunk in, come tell me why. 
Yeah. Why is that? Okay. Because writing for most people is laborious. You're going to type, start typing out your book and you're going to say, "Ah, no, that's not how I want to say it. And you hit backspace, 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 right? Or you type in backspace. No, 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 no. You want to speak to write your book. So build your outline. And then with Microsoft Word or Google Docs or whatever you use, use the dictate function and have your outline in front of you. And it says, okay, chapter one, how to never lose money in the stock market, whatever, right? And then you just start speaking into your computer and it will dictate your words. You go and hit save often so you don't lose it. But then what's going to happen is you're going to get the content out of your head onto print much faster. And then you can go back and edit it or hire somebody to edit, number one. So it's faster. And the other aspect, Jeff, is when you type versus when you speak, you're using different parts of your brain and you you communicate differently. And if somebody listens to your podcast, Jeff, or they watch one of your videos or see you on stage, I want that same Jeff to appear in your book because when I meet with you, I, it has to be consistent through the pages of your book. And if you physically write your book, that's a harder bridge to, to cross. And so that's why I tell people never write a book, speak to write your book. Okay. I've got a couple of things to come back there. Okay. And they are, bear with me, they are, um, I've written some technical books. Yes. That you could not dictate. Yes. And what I find is I write them, this is when I first started, I would write, and then as I'm writing, I'm editing this backspace and backspace and all these things. So I really relate to that. But with a technical book, with mathematics and things like that, there's no getting away from that point of it. Yes. However, as we said before the program, I'm writing another book in October. And when mm-hmm. I, I've, um, I'm flying to Dubai, I'm running a couple of masterclasses out there, but I've got two weeks. I'm going to, I've got a routine for the day. So I shall get up, I'll go for a run, come back, have a shower, have breakfast. And then I've done exactly what you just said. So I've got the outline for this book which is the 11 steps of success, how successful people become successful. I've mapped it out. I'm going to put my headset on. And the reason I'm going to Dubai is I'm also getting away from where I work and where I live because there are other distractions as well. Brilliant. So I'm just, I've got it all mapped out. And for the first time ever, this is a book I'm going to speak. But what's fascinating is that on my technical books, people uh, read it and they say to me, I can hear your voice. I can hear you talking to me. Absolutely. That takes so much time to build rapport in writing. And for me, that's why it takes me a year to write a book, because that's the most difficult part. The Mm -hmm. technical aspect is real easy. So what you said makes perfect sense. I'll let you know how I get on when I come back from Dubai. But (laughs) (laughs) it takes a little practice. So don't think you can just put your headset on talk and everything is wonderful. Your computer needs to understand you. You need to then you need to go back and edit and things like that. But essentially, as you said, Michael, you're getting the ideas out of your head and onto paper and you can play with it later. So that, that, that's great, great advice. So you obviously love marketing. I do. <laughs> I can feel your passion <laughs> oozing through the microphone. Yes. Does it show? Yes. Yeah, it does. It I does. Do. So in your experience, Michael, what are the big mistakes that people make with marketing? Not reaching the heart of their prospect. When you reach the heart the mind will follow, okay? But most marketing is geared to our brains. We're trying to convince people of something and that's the wrong approach. You always go after the heart first. What are the felt needs of those people? What are they, what's the pain points? What are their aspirations? Speak to that. Let them engage with you. Then you can educate them and give them all the education and logic you want. Speak to the heart first. That's number one. Number two, 
is being in too many places, okay? Small business owners cannot afford to be everywhere like Google and Apple, right? And so I'm a big proponent of being a large fish in a smaller pond and dominating that pond and becoming a household name with your audience, winning their heart so that you will gain their influence with their friends and neighbors and relatives and business associates and church members, thereby expanding your sphere of influence five or six times for the same dollar. It's it's focus. It scares the daylights out of business owners because what they're doing is they're looking at all their competitors who are everywhere, but their competitors are not getting the traction. From the outside, they look super successful, but when you have conversations with them, yeah, not so much. So focus is one thing. You go to Dubai, you are going to focus, and you're going to get your book created. But most people would not do that. And so those are those are two big issues. The, the third issue I, I mentioned earlier is they're not showing up authentically and genuinely. They're hiding behind their ties and the, the labels behind their names, and that's, that's not what we want. We want relationships. And I tell business owners to, to show up, to be themselves, act like you're going to the birthday party of your seven-year-old nephew, and you're going to meet somebody there. How are you going to interact and talk with them? That's how I want you to interact and talk in your marketing, because that's you. And I'm going to buy you, Jeff, more than what you do. Oh, absolutely. What I love about what you said there, Michael, again, I'm going to rewind you. Sure. When you appeal to the heart, the mind will follow. I love that. And I yes. think, as I said earlier, there's lots of salespeople who just try and sell. You know, the one thing that I hate most is that. So I have quite a few followers on LinkedIn and lots of people want to connect with me. And I don't often say no. And People connect with me and they go, hey, Jeff, thanks for connecting. I said, well, you're welcome. And then the next message is a sales pitch. Oh, yes. my goodness me. It, yeah. <laughs> and I've got a graphic that I send to them, and it's a woman with a severe headache with a head on a forehead. <laughs> and she's saying, oh, my God, you connect with someone on LinkedIn and their first First message is a sales pitch. It's like, boom, and then it's bomb, delete, remove from network. It's just, yes. don't have a clue. Yeah, and it, it's really sad because I can tell when they've all graduated from the class they just took because my <laughs> LinkedIn gets inundated with that. It's like, yeah. stop it. So do, do, do you have any tips for how to appeal to the heart? Well, you know, number one is being yourself, being authentic, putting the needs of others ahead of your own and realizing that, Business is a marathon, and if you need business today, that communicates, and, and people feel that, and it pushes them away from you. If you're needy, I don't want to do business with you. Experts don't market that way. They, they come out, and they share information. They invite you to opportunities to get to know them. And I'm, I'm more interested in you, Jeff, and what do you have going on that either I might be able to help you with or maybe somebody in my network can. So I need to find out about you. So could we have a short 15-minute coffee? But before I even get there, I want to give value to you. So as we reach out on LinkedIn, I do audio notes to people because I want them to hear me, and then I usually follow that up with some free resource that I've, I've done, a training that's free, no opt-in. Right? No, just go watch this video. It'll help you connect with your people better. I do a credibility networking monthly events, absolutely free, where you can meet some other people, maybe find some clients and collaborate. Join that. And hey, here's what I see on your profile, Jeff. It looks like you're you're pretty successful. I don't see that your book is out there. Do you, do you have a book? Have you ever thought about creating a book? Because that's what we do. Uh, you know, we help people create books. Have you ever thought about that? I I invite them in dialogue, and I give first. And, and what it does is, is people respond and they're, hey, I kind of like this guy. He's not a slimy salesperson. <laughs> God, not, I mean, and so it's, yeah. it's a longer process. It doesn't have to take months. We can do all of that in a period of two or three days. Yeah. But it, it's giving and, and showing up with audio, video, because I want you to get to know me. If, if I don't know you, Jeff, what, one of the first things we would do, if I, if I flew to London, 
is we'd go out and have some tea or some coffee or whatever, whatever you, whatever you do in London. And we would go out somewhere and what would we do? We would do the dance and try to find common ground and say, do I like this guy before I start opening up, before we ever get to business? Why does that, why is that any different online? It should yeah. be the same thing. I'm trying to get to know you, hence podcasts, videos, books, all of that. Because once you know me, you're going to like me or you're not. That's okay. Either way. Does that make yeah. sense? Oh, absolutely. You know, this is the reason I do the podcast. And lots of people say to me, hey, Jeff, this is awesome. You should get sponsorship or you should charge a premium. Or, and I say, I don't do it for those reasons. That's I right. do it for free. Because I want to contribute. I want people to understand the secrets of success foremost. That's it. Yeah. But the payoff is people get to hear me talk to people like you. And they go, yeah. oh, I, I need to listen to you more. And that's how the show is growing. And it's it is amazing. Well, it is. And it, it's, it's very interesting, Jeff, because I have a podcast. I've been doing it for three years. Our podcast generates six figures a year for our business. I don't do sponsorships. I don't do advertising. And when I tell people that, they go, that's incredible. And I said, well, no, not really, because I'm doing it for very similar purposes. It generates income because I get clients who listen to my podcast and they're like, I've always wanted to do that. I, I finally found my person. And they call me and they become a client. And that ho happens routinely. It's just not rocket science, Jeff. It's doing exactly <laughs> what you're doing. <laughs> Appeal to the heart, the mind will follow. Absolutely. And it is, it's much better to give than it is to receive. And how much fun are we have doing a podcast? I mean, why spoil it by long. trying to earn money from it? That, that would just That's kill right. it dead. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I always say when it comes to uh, marketing or branding and positioning yourself that different is better than best. Trying mm. to be number one in the market, you can climb a mountain, but then someone else is always nipping at your heels or doing something. To stand out, be different. So in your yeah. experience, what's the easiest way for people in business to differentiate themselves that most small business owners don't know about? It really comes down to telling your unique story what separates you okay that's where it starts because i could have easily said well get a book well if your book doesn't have a powerful story it's just a book right going back to roz the the gambling lady number one we did a book for a, a home inspector years ago all right home inspecting that's pretty coffee bean right yeah yeah found out that his hobby, what he does at nights and weekends, Jeff, he's a high school football referee. And we, and he lit up. He's, he loves this. And I said, really? He said, oh, yeah, yeah. Refereeing football and home inspection, there a lot of similarities. You got rules, you got flags, you got all kinds of stuff. So we, we took that message that we discovered was inside of him. We created his book. He is now America's home inspection referee. <laughs> now, cool. That's a unique differentiating point that none of his competitors can go against because they don't do that. It gives him a speaking opportunity of a, you know, he connects with his realtor referrals with his clients. And when he goes out to do home inspections, guess what he's wearing? His referee outfit. Wow. When he, when he finds something wrong in the house, guess what he puts? A yellow flag. Right. So it all ties together in his branding, but it positions him differently than everybody else. And he didn't have to change what he does. So I think that's the first thing is discover your unique brand, your, your signature message, your story, and tell that. Because that's going to separate you from everybody else. And it's going to make you um, – I think it was Trout and Reese who wrote um, Positioning the Battle for the Mind years ago. And then 22 Laws of Immutable – 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing. You have to read those. They said, in, I think it was chapter one of that book, is it's better to be first than it is to be better. Exactly what you just said. It's better to be first in the mind than it is to be a better accountant or a better financial. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go with the person who's first in my mind. That's how you get there is through your story that connects with your audience because you're capturing their attention. 
if that made sense. That's it, where we always start. It absolutely makes sense. You know, I didn't realize this until about five years ago. And I'd been speaking at conferences and things like that. Now, my name is not too difficult, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> Jeff Smith, right? Yes. That's not too difficult. But what I found out, I'd be speaking at a conference and there'd be other speakers there. And then the thousands of people that are attending there, they, they would do a survey. And a lot of these surveys were on video by the event organiser. And they say, hey, Michael, did you enjoy the conference today? And they went, oh, yeah, it was awesome. And they say, who was your favourite speaker? And they go, um, um, you know, that, um, that guy um, that talked about business, you know, the KPI guy, um, I can't remember his name, but I, yeah. and, and I kept hearing the KPI guy. And I'm thinking, come on, you can't remember Jeff Smith? And I think, well... Yeah. Why would they? That That's not in their heart. What's in right. their heart was the key performance indicators in their business strategy. That's right. So I thought, with my branding, I'll be Jeff Smith, the KPI guy. And, the, and that's how it was born. And it's about listening to what other people are saying. It, it is. So another story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story. And, and, and this guy, this is, this is, he's been around my world for a number of years. He came to me and he's... Um, he's an accountant. He's a financial advisor or a financial, um, like a chief financial officer, right? Yep. And he works specifically with attorneys. He came to me a while back. He said, Michael, I'm ready to write my book because I need to get out of my job. I want to start my business. I need to write my book. And I said, Ryan, no, you're not ready. And he's like, what? I said, all right, come here. Let's go through my short-term coaching program. Let's clarify your message. Let's figure out what, because his message was, his company name was uh, financialclarityllc.com. I said, Ryan, I love you. That's a terrible name. Um, so we went through our coaching program and through this discovery process of what, what he does, but what is the pain point? What's the desire of his audience? We rebranded him and his company from Financial Clarity LLC to Net Profit CFO. He is now the Net Profit CFO for attorneys because that is really what his audience wants they want more net profit marketing will get them top line revenue but they're losing money in between that's where he shines but they don't want to look at balance sheets and profit and loss they just want bigger net profit and so he's speaking now exactly to their need and in the month that followed us doing that rebranding he had the biggest month of new leads more appointments and more sales than he ever had in his history of business why because he had a clear message that spoke to the felt need of his audience. Every business owner has that. Ryan was too close to it. He needed a set of outside eyes. Your friend can help you figure that out. We can help you figure that out. But that's what's going to make the difference and position you so that people understand, yeah, that KPI guy, he was great. And hopefully you have the KPI guy.com. That do. goes right back to your website. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> but it's, it's all of that wrapped around that. That's how I remember you because that's what I'm after is the KPI stuff. Yeah, that's it. People are not interested in you. They're not interested in your name. They're, they're interested in what's in it for me. W-I-I-F-M. Absolutely. Great 100%. radio station. So, yeah, absolutely. So I, when I'm introduced to people, one of my favorite questions, because I know they struggle like crazy to answer this, and I say, uh, so what do you do? And they go, oh. Um, so my question for you, Michael, is a lot of business owners really struggle to say what they do. So what advice can you give to them to help them discover their brand strategy and to stand out from the competition? Yeah. Um, dis discover your, your theme. So when somebody asks you what you do, don't go back to, well, I'm an accountant or I'm a financial advisor. No, 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 no. Right. So I, I help business owners move from being an overlooked commodity to being an overbooked expert by putting their story in the pages of their book that they create without writing a word. How about that, that for marketing, huh? Because what, what I love about that, it generates so many questions. It, it does. I'm a, I'm a book publisher. Oh, thanks. Bye. Yippee skippy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, nobody cares. But it, it so I speak to the needs of my audience because they're all struggling. They're all overlooked commodities. They know that. They want to be the recognized expert. How you do that? And you can create a book without writing a word? What? Tell me about that. And you're right. It's it it involves conversation now. That's exactly why we do it. So think about not what you do as far as I'm an attorney or I'm a whatever. That's boring. What's the transformation that your client desires and experiences as they work with you? And couch your phrase, what you do, in those terms. And what you're going to find is it's going to resonate with your audience, your ideal client, and those it doesn't resonate with aren't your ideal clients. That's okay. I'm only, remember, big fish, small pond. I don't need 10,000 leads every month, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Okay, I could be very happy with 20 leads who are ideal clients. I'd make a fortune. It's that message. What, what is your message? Spend time there before you start looking at the next shiny object. Of, do you know, by the way, if you're not on TikTok, you're going to go broke. Everybody's on TikTok, Jeff. You better be on TikTok. Shut up. I don't need to be there. <laughs> That's not me. Get your message right. Here, here's another marketing principle. It's more important what you say than where you say it. Oh, wonderful. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love it. So people are listening now, Michael, and they're going, this guy, Michael Dawn, he's a real interesting guy and he say, he can do all of this for me. How does that work? So I'm going to throw that one to you. So someone says, I'd love a book. I'd love my name on the cover. Yeah, but I haven't got time. I haven't got the inclination. I haven't got the skill. So Michael... He says he can do it for me. So talk me through. Someone contacts sure. you, what happens, and how do you get them from the beginning to having a book in their hands that positions them as number one in their marketplace? Mm, and how, how, how long does it take? Yeah, great question. So we'll start with brand strategy. Clarify your message. That's the first thing we do. And once we get that, that takes about a month. Once we get that, will transition to the to the book creations phase. And again, you don't write your book, you speak to write it. So we have a staff of writers. We'll assign a writer to you through a series of conversations, usually on Zoom. We build the outline for your book by asking you questions. These, you know, you can talk about your business all day long. We're just gonna let you talk to our writer. They're gonna structure the content in your mind. And then once the outline's created, you're going to speak to write your, your book because the writer's gonna be asking you questions based on that outline. Once that's done, our writer has all of the content for your book. They're going to physically write your book. They're going to send it to you for a review. Once the manuscript's done, then we go into the editing and proofreading, cover design. We do all of that all around your brand. Once your book's ready, we publish you to Amazon and to Kindle in PDF form. So you now have a lead generation magnet for your website. And then we... Um, take you and make you an Amazon bestselling author. We have a promotion engine and team that does that for you. It's guaranteed to be an Amazon bestselling author. We do that just for credibility purposes. And I'll tell you right now, our clients, I tell them, you are not gonna get rich selling your book on Amazon. Your book's on Amazon and Kindle for credibility. You're gonna gain wealth by generating more clients. Well, how do I do that? Ah, oh, that's where we go into the last stage or fourth stage where we help you monetize your expertise. We've been doing this for a decade, Jeff. We have built systems. I've got about 20 systems, not software, step-by-step -step guides that we give to our clients as we build with them what we call a credibility game plan. How are you going to market your newfound credibility as an Amazon bestselling author? Well, we sit with you and say, what are you doing now in marketing? What are you trying to accomplish and what makes sense and we provide to you these systems and we coach you on how to implement them in your business so that you will gain clients, get referrals, and grow your revenue year after year after year. Jeff, you've been around marketing a long time, so have I. A book is, is about the only marketing asset I have ever found that you would make a one-time investment and it pays you back year after year after year after year. It's amazing. And so 
That's the process. How much time does it take? It takes less than 24 clock hours of your time over a period of about seven to eight months for us to get your book created and published. And then uh, the remaining four months or so is the marketing aspect of it. And so our program is a one-year program to take you from where you are today, Amazon best-selling author, to marketing genius. How about that? <laughs> you know what I love about that? Your writers are obviously expert marketeers, right? They're not yes. just they're not just writers. And I'm fortunate that I can see you on screen now. So your passion is oozing out of yeah. every pore. Thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what I love, what I love is that earlier we said, get a microphone and talk your book. Mm-hmm. Now that is great, but if you're on your own and you don't really understand the secrets of marketing and you talk your book, you might just end up with a book. What I like, what I like about your approach is that you don't talk to the book yet. You talk to this marketing expert who listens and is tuned into how to get the best out of you. And then they create the framework, give it back to you and say, right, talk and fill in these gaps and then we'll have another look. And then you extract all the best marketing parts out of that. So I think it's very clever. Very, very clever. I've never Thank met you. anyone who does that, actually. Well, it's it's a lot of fun. I tell you, we, 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 uh, I get a kick out of working with my clients and saying, how do we... How do you take a book? Too many times people think book is static, right? You're getting ready to write your book, and you you mentioned this, that you're going to put this in your next book. But we, we have some authors where we're putting QR codes in the book because I at, at the end of this chapter that we've talked about, you know, planning your financial retirement or something, click this QR code, scan that QR. It'll go to a video where I dive a little bit deeper on some. So it goes back to their website so that they can get more information. So you're, you're making a physical book a, a lot more interactive whether it's Kindle or a physical print book, finding ways to bring your personality to bear through the pages and giving your audience an opportunity to spend about two or three hours with you one-on-one. What what would you pay to have an ideal prospect two or three hours with them to talk with them about their needs and, and you? That's exactly what happens when you mail a copy of your book or hand a copy of your book to somebody. They spend time with you. Absolutely. I cannot emphasize the difference being an author makes. So, for instance, um, our bank called me a few weeks ago and they said, hey, Jeff, we're updating our records. We haven't spoken with you for a while and we have a legal obligation to understand what it is that you do. And I'm thinking, a legal obligation to understand what I do. How nice. (laughs) So I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. How can I help you? And they said, well, What is it that you do? Now, bear in mind, I'm speaking to a banker here. So I said, (laughs) I speak at conferences, give keynote speeches. He said, yeah, yeah. I said, we sell books that I've written. Yeah, yeah. And I do training. And he said, okay. Uh, And which one generates the most income? And I said, hmm, choose one. Because, and here's the thing I'm relating back to what you just said. The three are interrelated because what you want to do initially with a stranger you don't know, you have to establish trust and credibility, which we'll come on to in a moment. So they're not going to pay thousands of dollars to a complete stranger. So you have to lower the barrier to entry to your company. And a book is a fantastic way to do that. So I said, so people, some people buy a book. They might buy a whole set of my books, which is wonderful. But then they'll say, hey, Jeff, do you do training? I said, I sure do. So I go all over the world doing training. Now, someone else might buy the book and say, hey, Jeff, do you speak at conferences? And I said, I sure do. And I go all over the world speaking at conferences. But I'll tell you something else that happens. When I'm invited to speak at conferences, everybody says, hey, Jeff, do you have a book? I sure do. <laughs> and when I'm doing training courses, they say, hey, Jeff, do you have a book? I sure do. So yes. the thing is, people think being an author and having a book is just about the book. Right. It really, really isn't. It's, it, it links the whole thing together. So it, 
I'm glad you said that because the picture that came to my mind as you were just explaining that is one of those Venn diagrams. Yeah, yeah. Right? The three, the three things, and then right in the center is your book because it 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 brings it all together in a very powerful way. And I mean, in, in our in our world, Jeff, experts have books. You, your listeners, you're you're an expert at what you do. But your audience just doesn't see you as an expert because you don't have a book. And I always go back to, um, you know, Tony Robbins. Everybody knows Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like 35 years ago, he was a no-name doing mm-hmm. conferences, making people walk on fire until he published his book, Unlimited Power. That book made him a household name. And from there, he has built a billion-dollar empire, right? You can do this. You can model exactly what Tony did. Simon Sinek. Start with why. He did a TEDx speech. Then he wrote a book. And now he gets paid six figures to come speak for an hour. And now he's written multiple books. Right? It's the same thing you just talked about. Every business owner can do that. Whether you want to be a TEDx talker, Tony Robbins, or if you just want to stay in your little hometown and impact people's lives. A book is going to change how people perceive you allow them to get to know you and do business with you. And it's the best way. We always say it's the best business card. It's also the best referral system I've ever, ever come across, Jeff. It is. It's incredible. Incredible. I mean, my books go all over the world. And there is a, a guy called me one day, and he's from this tiny little Caribbean island called Martinique. I've actually been there on vacation, but it's tiny. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy called up one day and he said, uh, we'd like to buy your books and can can you ship them to Martinique? And I said, sure, that's no problem. But can I ask you, how did my book get into your hands in this little Caribbean island called Martinique? And he said, well, there's a great story because I was in this airport, Charles de Airport in Paris, and I sat down and I sat down next to a guy who was reading your book. And I asked him about it, and he was really enthusiastic. You've got to get this book, because both in automotive industry. Mm. And he said, you, you can't be in the automotive industry if you don't have this book. And he said, so I bought the book. Now, what that does, here's a stranger I've never met. He goes to find my book, and what does he think about me? Mm-hmm. He's being programmed by someone else, and that is the power of a book. Thinking of this Venn diagram you spoke about, we have these three circles, they overlap. Yeah. If we have a book in one of them, one of the circles, mm-hmm. and we have, let's do my model, uh, a keynote speaker in another circle, and then training in another circle, where these three overlap, the bit in the middle, Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the word credibility. And okay. the reason of that is because, Michael, I know you've written a credibility calculator, right? Yes. So what is it? How does it work? And why did you create it? That's awesome. So thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the credibility calculator, because I talk about credibility all the time. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants it. Nobody can tell me what it is. Okay, and so we did the research. We determined the 20, 20, in 20 questions we ask you in under five minutes, we're going to give you your credibility score, zero to 100. After that, there are five videos that you'll receive that will help you understand how to increase your credibility in the eyes of your audience. And so in those 20 questions, we're going to be asking you questions everywhere from, how long have you been in business? How many um, referrals do you get? Do you have a best-selling book? Do you have it all? What is it that your audience is looking for to, to determine whether or not you are a credible person they should follow? That's what the credibility calculator will tell you. You can find it at our website. It's right there in a big red line. It says, get your credibility score here. Five minutes, 20 questions, and you'll know how credible you are in the eyes of your audience. Okay, I'm going to put that address in the show notes. I'll ask you I'll I'll ask you for the address at the end, but I'll ask sure. you right now because people are going, "Oh, where is that? Where now, is that?" Now, don't leave the podcast yet. 
<laughs> What's the web address for your credibility calculator? Yeah. Paperbackexpert.com. Okay, we'll come back to that later. It'll be in the, in the show notes as well. Oof. Right. Here's, one of, here's a, a question that I love to ask every guest that comes on the show. Michael Dolan, what's the most important thing you've ever learned? The most important thing I've ever learned is that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for me and, and to save me from my sins. That's the most important. That is what defines my life and everything that I do. So if, if we're talking just big, broad picture, that's it. Okay. So what's your process then for getting inspired? Let's say a new project. What do you do? How do you energize yourself? Oh, well, every morning I'm spending time reading God's word, praying, thinking about life. Um, I, I read a book and it's sitting on my shelf. That's why I'm looking over here called The One Thing. And it's by the guy who started Keller Williams Realty. And he, he that process helps me narrow down to a question that I write in my my planner every day is uh, you can see, you might be able to say it's, it's the one thing. Right. Right. At the top, yeah, one yeah, thing. I can see. What is, what is the one thing that I can do that will make everything else that I do easier or unnecessary? Spending time thinking about that motivates me to go, okay, how do I start this next project? If I want to start a podcast, what's the one thing that I can do to, to get me the furthest fastest? If I'm going to create a book, what's the one thing? If I'm struggling with marketing, Oh, there's so many options, Jeff. Do I do I do this? Do I do what's the one thing? And it takes it takes some time to get it down to it. And we've all heard the Pareto principle, that 80-20 rule. He talks about that in the book and he says, okay, now take it to the next level. Don't stop at 20%. What's what's 20% of 20%? It comes down to yeah. Yeah. It comes down to it, he gets down to one thing. He calls it the lead domino in a series of dominoes. Yeah. Knock down the lead domino and focus on that one thing. And so that's really where I get inspiration is from scripture, but then saying, okay, here's the project. Here's what we wanted to do. What is the biggest thing? What's the one thing that if we do that, everything else is going to start lining up. It become easier. Doesn't fix everything, but it gets me on the right path, gets me farthest, fastest, and provides that momentum that is so necessary to keep going. Okay. So you have a daily planner. Oh, totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. So you just kind of threw that one in there. So, so I, I'm, I'm going to pull you back because I'm sure not everyone has a daily planner. So what's this process for you? How does it work for you? Yeah. So um, I, I run with the, the, the planner, which is where I can process and physically write things down. So I physically wrote that I'm, I'm talking with Jeff Smith today. It's an interview. And I'll go back and I'll check that off. I'm motivated by check marks, right? But I also use Asana, which is an online program to capture thoughts. When something hits my brain, I throw it into Asana to get it out of my brain. The brain, I believe, was not meant to hold information, but to process information. So I try not to hold very much in my brain. If it's not written down, it doesn't get done. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, I review Asana. I look at my calendar for the day. If I have appointments today, I'm sending emails to those clients with videos saying, hey, Jeff, we're going to be talking about your book in a few hours. Watch this four-minute video I did. It's going to answer five of the most, uh, que most the questions that I get asked the most so that our time together is going to be really productive. Right? So I'm looking at my calendar. Who am I talking with today so I can get mentally prepared? And on my calendar at the top, it says one thing. All right? Yesterday, I had four sales calls. My one thing was show up confidently. If I do that, everything else takes care of itself. But if you come on, if, if I have a call with you, I'm like, well, oh, Jeff, Jeff, what are you doing? I think I might, that we're not, we're not doing business together, right? Yeah, for sure. That was, that was yesterday. Today, with everything I've got going on, I've only got two sales calls today, but I've got a great interview with Jeff. So it's, it's show up passionately. Well, you, passionate you about what certainly I did. did that. Okay, so right. let, let's think about those two things then. Sure. So you want to turn up for a sales meeting, mm. exuding confidence. Yes. What do you do to get you into that state? Uh, I think about 
where I've from where I've come. Why is it you're meeting with me? And then many times I will look at my bookshelf here and the one that's in my house, Jeff, and I look at the books that we've created and the stories behind people like Roz, the transformation we've been able to bring and the clarity from which I can communicate a business owner to a business owner about how to grow your business through these proven marketing systems that we've created. I know this works. I get feedback from my clients of how they've gained clients. That builds confidence so I can show up and go, Jeff, can I help you? Absolutely. Are we a good fit? That's why we're here. What are you trying to make happen? So it, it, it puts me in a position of I'm not trying to sell you on my services. I'm trying to discover, is this the right next step for you? So that's what I do to, to build that confidence. Is I don't have a rah-rah ritual that I go through to pump my – I found those don't work very well for me. Um, I go back and wh where did I come from? Why am I here and how – what do I have that I can offer you to help you get to where you're going? All right. I have another one now, which is about passion. And I, <laughs> I'm, I'm smiling and laughing to myself before I even ask this question. I can guess what's going to come, but let's do it anyway, right? So I know what it's like to write and publish a book and to feel so proud to release my baby to the world and to see other people looking at it, appreciating it and valuing it. it it's incredible. Mm -hmm. So here's my question. <laughs> How do you feel? When you, when you look at your body of work and you've published and helped other people to write their books. Mm. Grateful. The, that is really the word that comes to mind. And, and I, I pinch myself sometimes, Jeff, to go, we get to do this? I mean, I love what I do. And to know that I've had a small part in your journey through this podcast, in a client's journey to, to do whatever they want to do to impact people's lives by helping them tell their story, the, the impact is generational. It's like throwing a rock into a pond, right? The ripple effect. I'll never know, Jeff, the impact that we've had of somebody sitting in an airport reading a book that a client of mine wrote, and they get more business. They serve more. That's, I mean, I've got goosebumps now. It is gratefulness that I get to do what I do every day and help and serve people. It is a wonderful, wonderful feeling. So if anybody listening, if you were listening and thinking, should I write a book? Have I got the time to write this book? Do I want to do it? Yeah, go ahead. Have a try. Why not? I'll even help you with the motivational side, not the writing side. However, you might reach a stage where you go, I'm running out of steam. I need some help with the content. What's going to go into this book? Then they come to Michael Delon. So on that point, Michael, I'll ask you again. If someone needs you, wants to reach out to you, how do they do it to get your expertise? Paperbackexpert.com. That is the hub of all things, Michael. From there, you'll be able to watch videos of what we do. You'll see free trainings available. You'll listen to our podcast. You can reach me on social media. You can schedule a call with me. But one of I, I live by three words, Jeff. Clarify, simplify, multiply. In that order. Business owners want to multiply, but they haven't clarified their message. Their marketing's a mess, so they're never going to get there. So we clarify our message. Create your book without writing a word. We've simplified our marketing. I tell you one place to go, paperbackexpert.com. Awesome. Because of that, our business is multiplying. Our revenue is growing. We're serving more people. So if you're a business owner out there, follow those three words. Clarify your message. Simplify your marketing and that's going to help you multiply the impact and results that you receive. I could not agree more. Awesome. Just one quickie before we go. Sure. You've achieved some lots, lots of good things in your life. Mm, what yeah. now is your definition of success? 
generational legacy. So where we are right now, Jeff, I'll just open the curtain a little bit. I've got my son who's tw- my eldest son, Caleb works in the business. He's my chief operating officer and uh, family business. We are building a legacy and a business, not for, I, I'm 56. I'm not building this for the next 30 years so I can retire. I've got a 200 year vision for our company. And with my family, we are building a family banking system. We're investing in real estate because those are going to last generationally to train my grandchildren and great-grandchildren on work ethic and on character. I'm not going to give them millions of dollars, but I will give them seed money through which they can pay for education and start businesses to work and make an impact in life. And so that's my message, and it's a message that I'm finding is starting to resonate with other business owners. Because again, this this life is not about me. It's about the impact. Remember the note my dad left me on that table? How many lives have been impacted by a few words that he wrote to me? What kind of impact can I have in the next 100 or 1,000 years by setting up a generational legacy of character, work ethic, and finance that will last way beyond me? That's my next step. I think that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, we've reached the end. But so soon? I th- so soon. I, time flies when you're enjoying yourself, huh? I think, it absolutely I, does. I think it would be appropriate, Michael, to remind us of that letter that you look at every day, the last words from your dad before you got killed. What was yes. the words in his letter? He said, Mike, I'm up to the lake to see my mom. Your mom's working until 10. See you later. Dad. And you never did. I didn't. But the good thing, going back to my belief in Christ, is I will see my dad again in heaven. That's ah, my hope, right? Wonderful, so, wonderful. And it's what hope is the thing that keeps us going. That's it for today. Michael Zalon, you have been truly amazing. Thank, thank you, you so much for sharing your passion. You're welcome. Turning up confidence. and sharing with us some of your secrets of success. I'm sure there are more. I would love to have you back on the show again. We talk more about the books you're creating. It's just incredible. Michael DeLon, thank you so much. You're welcome, Jeff. Thank you for having me. Uh, My absolute pleasure. Well, thank you for listening to The Secrets of Success. I hope the show has helped you to ignite your passion and be a catalyst for action and giving you the fuel you need to realize your dreams. Is it sales? Is it marketing? Do we now understand the difference between the two and how to get people ready through that you lead the heart and their mind will follow? Well, if you've enjoyed the show, please hit the follow button, leave a review. And here's the thing, share the podcast with one person, just one. It makes a huge difference because without your help, we can't succeed. So please go ahead, hit follow right now and share this podcast with a friend of yours or someone in your family. On another note, I'm always searching for great success stories. So if you'd like to be a guest on the show or you'd like to nominate a guest, please contact me through our website at jeff-smith.com. You know, I really, really would love to hear from you. That's it from me today. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.